Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello, welcome to episode 28 of the Money Love Podcast. This is going to be a good one, you guys. Okay, so just buckle up. We're talking about debt today. I was looking back, we're almost 30 episodes into this podcast, and we haven't talked about debt yet. And I was like, all right, it's time. It's time that we talk about debt because I know that so many of you currently have some form of debt, whether it's a mortgage or even consumer debt, credit cards, student loans, a car loan, a personal loan. So I want to let you know about what this is going to look like over the next couple weeks on the podcast, because we're actually not just going to talk about it this week. We're going to be talking about debt for several weeks, because there's just so much to talk about and so much to cover. So here's what this is going to look like. This week, we are talking about your debt mindset. Next week, I'm going to be dropping an episode about how to pay off your debt. The week after that, February 9th, I am actually going to be dropping two episodes that week all about credit cards because I am actually coming out with my first mini course of this year called Credit Card Clarity. I know that many of you have a lot of confusion about credit cards. You have credit card debt that you currently want to pay off. You want to know how to use them responsibly, but you're really not sure how to navigate that entire process. So I just decided, why not put together a course to teach you guys exactly how I use credit cards? Last year in 2020, I earned close to $3,000 in credit card perks, paid $0 in interest and fees. And so I am putting together a course to teach you that exact system, but also help those of you who currently have credit card debt pay it off. So that is coming February 9th. So for the next three weeks on the podcast, we're going to be talking about debt. Today is mindset-based. Next week is more how-to-based. And then the following week, we'll be talking all about credit cards. Before we actually hop into the meat of this week's episode, I do want to tell you guys that currently my husband and I are consumer debt-free. So really, we do have debt, but the only debt that we have is our mortgage. Our mortgage is around, I want to say it's like $320,000 right now for our home in Houston. But I will tell you that it wasn't always this way. So when we first met almost a decade ago, I had, let's see, $40,000 of student loan debt. My husband had about $46,000 of student loan debt and $12,000 of credit card debt that he had accrued through his MBA because he was a full-time student. And so he basically lived off of credit cards. And so between the two of us, we were just shy of having six figures worth of student loan and credit card debt. And we paid all of that debt off over a five-year process. So we are not one of those people that has a crazy story where we paid off you know, $300,000 worth of debt in three months that you hear sometimes. And you're like, how in the heck did they do that? Our debt payoff journey was just very steady, very focused. We made progress towards it when we could. We paused it for certain things. We paused it when I went back to school to get my MBA. We paused it to save up for a wedding and a honeymoon. We paused it when we were saving to buy our first home. So even with you know all of those pauses along the way, it took us about five years. So for those of you who are sitting there and you have the credit card debt and you have the student loans or other types of debt, I just want you to know and understand that 
this episode is coming from someone who has been in your shoes. I know how it feels. I know the burden that you feel. My mindset about debt now is completely different than it was while we were working to pay off the debt in a great way. And there is part of me that's like, man, I I only wish, I only wish I knew then what I do now because I think if I had, my experience paying off the debt would be totally different. But obviously, we cannot go back and change the past. So my hope in this episode is for those of you who have debt that I can just provide you a different viewpoint. That is my disclaimer for this one, okay? I know sometimes before I start episodes, I give disclaimers, and I'm absolutely going to give you a disclaimer on this episode. I'm going to push you in this episode to think differently about debt than you've probably thought before. I am not going to be talking about debt the way that a lot of personal finance gurus talk about debt, and that's intentional. I am going to be offering you some things to think about here and some things to consider in this episode that might at first seem a little foreign to you to hear. But again, it's all intentional. I think that the way that a lot of money gurus have talked about debt and how we have all been programmed and socialized to think about debt, again, I was in this camp, it has swung a bit too far, (laughs) in my opinion. And I'll talk about that more later in the episode. And what I want to do is bring us back into a more balanced view of debt, to a view that helps us view debt responsibly and have it be a more constructive tool in our life, but also one that we don't use to punish ourselves or use it to develop an unhealthy mindset of fear and anxiety and self-loathing, because frankly, that is what I see a lot. I would say that most of my one-on-one private coaching clients have some sort of debt, whether it's a student loan, a car loan, credit card debt. And I'm telling you that the biggest hurdle that we work through together isn't actually getting the debt paid off. It's releasing the mental burden that they feel from it, but also helping them get to a place where they're not just constantly terrified or frankly, just feeling absolutely terrible about themselves. So again, because of that, I urge you to approach this episode with an open mind. This is not a community of all or nothing thinking. You don't have to 100% agree with everything that I say in order just to take little nuggets away from this episode that you can use to help serve you on your debt journey. Like I say, this podcast is like a buffet. Take what you like, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. Let's start here. I want to start with talking about what is debt. Debt is buying money. That's all it is. So you need money to buy something, but you don't have the money to buy the thing that you want or need, whether that thing is a house or a car or an education or a piece of furniture or a pair of shoes. I mean, really, you can use debt to buy anything that you don't have the money for. Now, just like we buy something else, when you buy something, there is a cost you pay to purchase the item. Well, the cost or the price that you pay to buy the money to buy the debt is the interest that you pay on the debt as you're working to pay it back. So let's just say that you take out a $30,000 loan to pay for your education. That $30,000 is what you bought. You purchased $30,000. Now, By the time it's all paid back, you might have paid total out-of-pocket $40,000, paying back the principal and the interest. So you bought $30,000 worth of money, and the cost that you paid to buy that $30,000 was $10,000. 
So first and foremost, that's all debt is. It's buying money. Now, I'm going to be talking about two types of debt in this episode. And no, I'm not going to be talking about good debt versus bad debt. Frankly, I think that that distinction isn't helpful for us to say, oh, well, a mortgage or student loans are good debt, but a car loan and credit cards are bad debt. I believe that debt is debt, okay? Now, in my interpretation, where that distinction comes from is that we have been programmed to call good debt debt that we use to purchase an appreciating asset. So debt that we use to buy something that goes up in value, like a house. But let's be honest, there are no guarantees that just because you buy a house that it means that it's going to go up in value. Could it? Sure. And I hope that it does for you. But is it a surefire 100% guarantee that if you buy a house, it's going to appreciate? No, of course not. That's not a guarantee. And education. People say student loans are good debt because you're investing in yourself and your future earning potential. But there are millions of people, okay, I am one of them, that has paid a lot of money for degrees that have absolutely nothing to do and frankly are unnecessary to pursue the business or the passions or the careers that they are now pursuing. So are student loans a good investment for some? Yeah, of course. For some, for all, no. So I want to challenge you to get out of this notion of categorizing debt as good or bad. Debt is just debt, whether it's a car, a credit card, a mortgage, or a student loan. And if you really look at it, the good badge that we place on debt are types of debt that align with the expectations that are placed on us from society, right? The two biggest things that most of us are told growing up is what? One, you gotta have a college education. And then after you graduate from college, what's your next big financial milestone? Buying a house. We do not blink an eye to tell a 17 or an 18-year-old, oh, sure, just go out, you know, take out six figures worth of student loan debt to pay for a degree that you may or may not use in the future because ultimately we're asking you to figure out the rest of your life when you're essentially still a child, right? Oh, and by the way, you're going to be paying $1,000 a month on these loans for the next 15 years of your life. I just want you to notice that that is the good debt that we're referring to when we bucket debt into these two camps, right? And here's another little nugget for you just to ponder on for a second. By categorizing debt as good and bad, in my opinion, it causes a disproportionate and sometimes even illogical amount of stress or worry in our lives. So here's what I mean by that. I want you to think about all the different types of debt that you may have. If I were to ask you, what debt bothers you the most? What debt causes you the most stress? What would you say? I would guess that most of you would say probably either credit card debt or your student loans. Now, there are a lot of people who have mortgages that are multiple six figures worth of debt, and that mortgage debt causes them a very small amount of angst, if any, right? It doesn't really bother them at all, even though over the course of most 30-year mortgages, at an average interest rate, you are going to be paying multiple six figures worth of interest. But for some reason, that causes us no mental strain or little mental strain because it's a mortgage. So I ran some numbers for you guys. This was fascinating to me. 
on a $250,000 mortgage with a 3.5% interest rate over a 30-year mortgage, assuming no extra payments or anything like that, you are going to pay just over $154,000 of interest. So a $250,000 house, $154,000 worth of interest over 30 years. On a $400,000 mortgage at the same 3.5% interest rate, that number of interest that you pay goes up to $247,000 of interest. So a $400,000 mortgage, $247,000 worth of interest that you will pay over the 30-year time period that you're paying it back. If the mortgage is higher than that or if the interest rate is higher than 3.5%, that number simply just goes up. So I point this out to you. Because I talked to some of you who have a mortgage where over the lifetime of that mortgage, you are going to be paying well into the six figures or multiple six figures worth of interest, yet you are crippled in the fetal position about a credit card that has a $5,000 balance on it that you're paying $100 of interest on a month because you have been told over and over and over again that credit cards are bad debt and it's wrong and it's irresponsible. Even if it was, let's just say like $5,000 that you used to start a business, it was an investment in your future earning potential so that you can earn much more than $5,000 moving forward. So do you see the point that I'm trying to make? Do you see what I mean? That the way that our brains think about debt isn't necessarily logical all of the time. When you look at the black and white math, again, because we have gotten into this categorization as good debt and bad debt. So my challenge to you first and foremost is let's just drop it, okay? Let's just drop the good debt and the bad debt. I think that we should because I really just don't think it's serving any of us. It's not allowing us to think about our debt in a clear and logical way. That is my rant there. Sorry, got off track a little bit, but needed to be said. So back to the actual two types of debt that I'm talking about. I'm going to first talk about the debt that you currently have and then the debt that you take out in the future. Those are the two different types. Now, here's the first thing that I'm going to tell you where you might just be like, whoa, 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 Paige, hold up. (laughs) Okay? And that is that debt is a circumstance. It always, no matter what, goes in the C line of our model. And what that tells us is because it's a circumstance, that means that it is neutral, which means that it is neither good nor bad. It just is. This means that debt doesn't have any meaning in your life until you give it meaning. Just like how money is neutral and money just is, the same is true with debt. It just is. Now, listen, whenever I say this to my clients, the response that I usually get is, well, it doesn't really feel neutral. And I hear you, okay? I get it. But remember, it's not that it doesn't feel neutral because it's debt. It doesn't feel neutral because of the way we have chosen to think about it, because of the meaning that you are assigning it through your beliefs about it, through the role that you are allowing it to play in your mind and in your world. Before I was introduced to this work, when I was working to pay off the $98,000 of debt that we have, If someone had told me, oh, debt is neutral, I more than likely would have been like, no, it's absolutely not. But now that I am a couple years removed from it, and I remember how awful it felt, how stressed I was, how much I used my debt 
as an opportunity to feel terrible about myself and really use it as a means to hold on to the pain of the past, I honestly wish that someone had been bold enough to tell me that and offer me that viewpoint. Because I think that if somebody did, it might have taken me a bit to warm up to that idea and to see that argument. But I also believe that it would have helped me and it would have saved me a lot of pain and suffering. Because listen, when you know that debt is neutral, what that means is that you are in control of what you're going to make it mean. It means that you have choice. It means that you have options, you have power, and you have autonomy. When it comes to debt, most people think that there is no other option than just to be stressed out and worried and punish themselves through the process of paying it off. They think that they have to hate it away. They have to torture themselves. And so because of that, they pay off their debt from such a place of scarcity. And then afterwards, there really is this level of like debt PTSD once it's gone. When I point out to my clients that debt is bad, debt is dangerous, debt is reckless, when I show them that all of those things aren't in fact facts, that they are thoughts, their mind is blown because they're just like, I just thought that that was the truth. I just thought that that was fact. I just thought that that's how I had to think about debt. And that's the thing about our beliefs with money is that a lot of us are carrying them around thinking that they are facts of the world, that everyone just agrees with, but they aren't. And when you know that something isn't a fact, but instead it's just your belief that you have chosen to adopt, your world expands in an entirely new way because you are given the opportunity to think about money in an entirely new way and you get to believe things that you've never considered before. Now, I want to offer this to you. There are a lot of people in the world that do not think that debt is bad or dangerous or reckless. In fact, they view debt as a tool. This is something that is called leverage. Businesses do this a lot. They use debt as a tool to make more money than they had before they took on the debt. So they use the debt as a form of investment, expecting that the profits will be greater than the interest that they pay on the debt. So essentially, they are making money from the debt. Now, that's businesses, right? And businesses do this all the time. But what about just everyday people? Can they do that? Sure, if they want to, and a lot of people do. You can use debt to start a business. That would kind of be the individual form of leverage. Now, I want to just take a second and pause here, and I want you to kind of tap into your reaction when I said that, when I said you can use debt to start a business. What came up for you? Was it something along the lines of, well, you can't really do that? I mean, that's risky. There's no guarantee that it's going to work out. Remember, that is just how most of us have been programmed to think about using debt as a tool to then make more money for ourselves down the road. We think that it's just too risky. But using debt to start a business is no different than using debt to buy yourself an education that then you can go out and use to get a paycheck. I would argue that nowadays, student loans can be deemed just as risky as using debt to start a business because, again, there is no guarantee that the payoff is going to be there with your student loans. There's no guarantee what the job market is going to be like. There's no guarantee that you're actually going to graduate from school and want to pursue that career for the next 30 to 40 years of your life. Do you know how many friends that I have that are lawyers or doctors or dentists, and they've spent multiple six figures on an education 
only to get into the profession that they've spent multiple six figures on and realize that they hate it and they're miserable and they don't want to do that for the rest of their lives. (laughs) Many, 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 many friends that I have that have done that. So in that situation, was the debt a good investment? I don't know. You tell me. I would say no. So here's what I'm trying to make you see is that debt isn't inherently bad or dangerous or risky or irresponsible. If it is deemed those things, it's only through the lens of someone who is actively choosing to look at it that way. Debt is a tool that provides access to capital that you can then use to create opportunities for yourself that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Because not everyone, including myself, not everyone can just stroke a check for a house to live in or for a car that they need to drive to get to their job or has the capital to start a new business for an amazing new idea that they have, or start a business for an amazing new idea that they have. And that is exactly why debt exists and the role that it plays. It provides access to capital that we can then use to increase the capital that belongs to us over a long period of time. Now, the second type of debt is the debt that you take on in the future which I just want to point out in terms of the model is a result that you create in your life, okay? Now, I think it's important to pay attention to any future debt that is created in your life and assess why the debt is being created. We do this by paying attention to the thoughts and feelings that are driving the overspending that is causing the debt. So is the debt being created through impulse shopping, through trying to escape negative emotion, through buying things that you don't really need or even want? Is it being created by chasing a level of status or success in an attempt to impress other people? That is the debt that, in my opinion, is being acquired not from a clean place. It is a consequence of a scarcity mindset. It's a consequence of unprocessed emotions, unprocessed pain or past trauma, and that is the debt that I want to help you avoid. But is the debt that you are taking on strategically, debt that you are taking on as a tool to make more money down the road, is that necessarily bad debt? I don't agree. I don't really think so. It's two totally different scenarios. So just pay attention to that. If you do go into debt in the future, I want you to pay attention to what are the thoughts and the feelings that are driving those actions and those results. It's very important to pay attention to. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about in this episode is the meaning that we give to debt when it comes to specifically our self-worth and our self-identity. And I want to ask you, if you have debt, what are you making it mean about you? Many of you that I talk to are attaching your debt to your character. You are taking something that in reality is neutral and you are making it moral. So you'll tell me things like, ugh. How could I be so stupid? I'm so reckless. I'm so irresponsible. Why did I do that? Why can't I just get it together? You are making your debt mean something about you and about your character. And if you were just to take one thing from this episode, it would be this. Please don't do that, (laughs) okay? Because it's not necessary. And I know that some of you think that it is necessary, but it's not. You do not have to use your debt as a reason to punish yourself, to torture yourself to delay living the life that you want or that you deserve until it's gone. That type of energy is going to manifest into your life in ways that are to your detriment. 
Because when you have that frame of mind, you are going to be taking action from scarcity, from never enough. It just leaves you feeling even more terrible about yourself than you already do and just creating more results in your life that ultimately you don't desire to create. The truth is your debt means nothing about you. Absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean that you're a good person. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Debt just is. And there is no connection between your debt and your self-worth as a human being. If you are here with a beating heart, with air in your lungs on this earth, you are already 100% inherently worthy. We all are. Every single human being is. The amount of debt that you have has no impact over that. So the goal then becomes to reframe your debt to mean something that makes you feel good, that creates a clean energy that then you can go take action from, to think about your debt in a way that gets you the results that you want. There is no upside to thinking negative thoughts about your debt. There is no upside to thinking your debt means something negative about you. It's just completely unnecessary. Now, sometimes you guys will give me pushback on this, and that's okay. You'll tell me, well, I don't want to think something good or positive about my debt. And I'll say, well, why not? And you'll tell me, because if I do, then I'm not going to be motivated to pay it off. And I want you to question if that's actually true. I challenge you to ask yourself, is it possible that I can view my debt in a way that serves me, in a way that doesn't make me feel terrible about myself, and in a way that doesn't serve as a form of punishment and still pay it off? Is that possible? I would argue that the answer to that question is yes. Yes, it is possible. I think that hating your debt away is the equivalent to hating your body skinny. Can you do it? Sure, of course you can. But at the same token, does the process or the journey feel good? Does it teach you something? Does it turn you into a better or stronger person? Is it sustainable? Meaning, is it going to help you keep the weight off for good or keep the debt gone for good? Eh, I would argue, no, it doesn't really. The same is true with your debt. If you want to hate your debt away, and also hate yourself in the process, be my guest. (laughs) But I will tell you from personal experience of someone who has tried to do that, it's not as effective as you think that it is. And frankly, it just sucks. It feels terrible. And all it does is it leads to creating more unintentional negative results in your life that you do not want. Debt is something that represents the past. Debt typically represents purchases or decisions that we have made in the past. And I want to just challenge you not to use the past as a weapon against yourself in the present day. Do not focus on the pain of the past, but instead fix your eyes on the promise of the future. And lastly, do not judge your decisions from the past with the wisdom that you hold today. It is wasted time. It is wasted energy. Again, telling you this from someone who has experienced it firsthand. So here's what I want to offer you to wrap up this episode. I want to let you know that you get to decide what role debt plays in your life. You get to decide how you're going to view it, how you're going to use it, and what you're going to make it mean about you as someone who chooses to either use it or not to use it. All of it is a choice. It's all optional. And when you know that, then I can challenge you to think about, okay, 
if I can make this debt mean anything that I want to, then how can I think about it in a way that creates a balanced emotional state that helps me create the results that I want and also puts me in a place where I love myself and I never have to question my inherent worth because of it. That is my prayer for every single one of you. Whether you want to live a life that is 100% debt-free or if you are okay and you are comfortable using debt as a tool to create more capital for yourself longer term down the road. Choose what feels best for you. Choose what you're most comfortable with. Choose what feels most aligned for you. But know that it is a choice and you have power and control over it. Debt is neutral. It has no meaning until we decide the meaning that we're going to give it. And make sure that you keep reminding yourself it's neutral. It's not moral. I don't have to make it mean anything about me or my inherent worth as a human being. I can pay it off with ease and with abundance. That is actually what we're going to be talking about next week. I wanted to keep the two conversations separate because what I wanted to do is really just put you in a good frame of mind this week and then pick up this conversation next week and continue talking about how we can pay off your debt from a place of abundance and also develop a solid plan to do so that feels good for you. So I cannot wait for that. I will see you then. Have an amazing week. I love you so much. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.